Listen, does Dolly the sheep have a dad? I mean, her, herself. the scientist who who put her in the test tube probably, you know? No, it's herself. She is her mom She's and her, her dad. She's her own mom and dad. Well, if we're talking about cloning, which I am glad we've gotten into this territory, honestly. Um <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 529 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy and we're committed to educating you on things that entertain do not matter. To find out more about these Ryanic pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast and we're on Twitter. We still call it Twitter at Podcast Pod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be discussing reigning Ryans. But before we do that, guys we're in the swing of some big holidays thanksgiving hanukkah christmas new year's now this week over at our newsletter note for the audio we've created a weird but delightful bucket list for the next seven plus weeks left in 2023 we've curated 20 fun things to check off in the busyness of the season that won't actually add to your plate it'll only be magical on your plate um since aaron doesn't watch movies what does she watch during the holidays and is there a movie to pair with it yes which Thanksgiving episodes of TV are the best? We tell you. How do you make Knox's favorite cocktail to drink by the fire? We give you the recipe. What's the one thing you must include in your 2023 time capsule for it to be the best? So we tell you all these things plus more. Make sure you're subscribed because this list goes out on Friday, November 10th. If you're not already one of the 26,000 subscribed, simply head to knoxandjamie.com newsletter or click the link in the show notes if you're listening after... We sent it out, and you still want to snag it, just head to knoxandjamie.com slash holiday bucket list. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. All right, Jamie, uh, we're going to talk Ryan's of pop culture today. And the reason we're going to do that is because in one of our summer AUAs, I think it was August, I'm not sure, uh, we got a question from a BFOTS uh, who said, this is from Danielle Kelly, actually, uh, executive producer of this episode, Danielle Kelly. Uh, and she said, do we need both Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling? It usually takes me a minute to figure out which Ryan is which. That's weird. Uh, if we only need one, who is the reigning Ryan? I, it should not take you that long to figure out which Ryan is which, I would say. But the question, reigning Ryan... 
I, that fundamentally was a great thing. We, we put it on the whiteboard um, here for episode ideas. Um, and uh, I like that it's a continuation of our name themed episodes because most recently we have uh, in 441 for your con- consider Jason. Man, honestly, going back through these, yeah. I was like, these are all such terrible ideas. No, they're magical ideas. You go through them. Let's see. Okay. Let's feel okay. it out. Let's feel Let them me, out. You're, you're correct. They are good ideas. They're terrible episode titles. Okay. <laughs> right. That right. That is true. For your considered Jason, uh, episode 320, uh, Tom Ageddon, the worst times in pop culture, 348, uh, the Elizabeths. I'm okay with that one. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, 254, Misgenited States of America. I don't, I feel, if memory serves, that was pageant style and there was no reason for that. I don't know. So it was pageant style because the first one we ever did was the Chris America pageant. Yeah, that's right. And that was also pageant style. And we actually treated it like we were hosting a pageant and it was odd. So I reckon, I don't think we should put it in the show notes to go. Yeah. Yeah. So Indy, maybe strike that from the record. Um, But I'm excited that we're doing this because um, there are more Ryans than you think, although probably not as many as you would hope. Um, And in terms of just like the name, like why are we talking about the name, Ryan? I think uh, what we're talking about is is, um, how it kind of captures the median range of uh, male uh, 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 names of significance because it's popular enough to be evoked pretty repeatedly throughout popular culture, but not so much that we're inundated with unnecessary or redundant Ryans. That's right. And we're getting a lot of, we're seeing Ryans a lot. Like we're seeing, getting paparazzi of Ryan Reynolds. We just got the trailer for Fall Guy, Mm -hmm. the new movie with Emily Blunt and Ryan Gosling, which took over the internet for two days straight. Yeah. Because it looks very good. I'm very hopeful. I know it's, but it's coming out in March. So that makes me nervous. Yeah. You know, we're, we've got a lot of examples that we're going to get to. Uh, before we do that, Jamie, do you want to talk about like what Ryan means in okay, its so essence? Ryan comes from the Gaelic words Rye, R I G H, mm-hmm. and Anne, A N. Very simple. Okay. And together they mean little king. So, like, it's a teeny man with big dreams that he wants to become a star. That's Ryan. Now, according to a professor of early and medieval history at University College Dublin, whose name is John Ryan, yes. He studied his own name. Uh, He said that Ryan, like Niall, you know, from One Direction, seems to be so ancient that its meaning was lost before records began. That feels like he researched and he found out that Ryan means dookie. And he was like, well, no, I don't want to tell people it means dookie. That that would feel stupid, right? It's good to be unclear. We don't know. It's not dookie. We just don't know what it is. We don't know. And listen, to be fair, in Ireland, Ryan is the seventh most popular last name of people. Like. It's it's very popular. The Ryan family motto is translated because I would shan't shan't try to speak whatever the language is. Is yeah. it Irish? The Gaelic? language? I mean, Gaelic? I think it's they it's an Gaelic? accent. Yeah. Okay, got it. So it says, "I would rather die than be disgraced," which feels <laughs> like an Enneagram three, uh, yeah. like a mojo. Now in the U.S., Ryan, the name first appeared in the top twenty boy names starting in 1976, and it has stayed in the top twenty. Until 2010. It was still in the top 20 in 2010. It's still in the top 75. It's a very popular name. Now it's more gender neutral. There are many women named Ryan. I would like y'all to guess how many Ryans do you think are in the United States living right this second? How many Ryans? According to the Social Security Administration. Okay. Aaron, let's let's um, maybe have an alliance just in terms of range okay. on this so we neither of us look stupid. Okay. Um, or both of us look stupid. Okay. So what is there, like 220 million people in the U.S.? 
I feel like I that's. Thought was, I thought it was like three three fifty million. Yeah, three fifty. Okay, sorry, old stats McCoy over here. My yeah, bad, no guys. kidding. Won't you? Um, do you not go on the Social Security website ever? <laughs> Did you fill out your census paperwork? I'm gonna favorite. Not. I'm gonna favorite it right now. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, okay, so three fifty. So it can't be three hundred fifty million, right? Let's let's, let's just process of elimination. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good. Good work. Good work. Um, okay. Don't you feel like there are like three hundred and fifty general names? Um, <laughs> like go on yeah okay i'm, yeah. I'm so listening like, generally there's 350 names right like mm. that um that like that people, people can use I totally wait, agree no probably that. like three 349 and then there's like a million names that just get thrown in okay like, like right dagger satch right. Right. hand bookcase yeah, uh-huh. right right so uh i think i think we i think a million feels right a million ryan's um that feels right I got to be honest with you. I don't know how you got there. I feel like it's a great guess, but I feel like the way you got there. So you mean, and what every time that you're in a room with 330 people, one of them is named Ryan. 350. 349 people. One of them is guaranteed to be named Ryan. Statistically, I would think that. Yeah. Okay. God, I think, yeah. I mean, I think I, I mean, agree that with sounds that. right to me. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say, uh, I'm not going to be, a, uh, part of me wants to say 999,000, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say 500,000. I'm just going to split it in half. Okay. So your alliance has worked. Yes. It's 400,000. Wow. No, okay. it didn't work. It, well, it, it didn't work for, at all. To be fair, it worked for Knox. The point is we didn't look stupid. We looked pretty smart. That's more people that li- than live in Cleveland, Ohio. Like, isn't, that's a lot of people named wow. Ryan. So who gets the credit? Why did Ryan get really popular in 1972? Well, it's because all the credit is being given to actor Ryan O'Neill. And he was first brought to light in the mid-60s. He starred in a very popular, like, number one rated show, uh, soap opera called Peyton Place, a nighttime soap. And then in 1970, he was in a little movie called Love Story where he was nominated for an Academy Award. And uh, fun fact, he also dated Farrah Fawcett for more Whoa. than 25 years. Okay. So uh, Nameberry, Nameberry, which I love, because they'll do like some insight. And Nameberry, uh, the name website said, when parents m- mostly named their kids Ryan because they saw it as a fresher, more spirited alternative to names like Brian and Kevin. Oh, so they thought, oh, it's like, instead of uh, the Facebook just Facebook, leave the B out of that's Ryan. Right. That's you right. You got a winner. You got a winner. Ooh, okay. The, the, tough, for, the ways... tough for the Brian and Kevin's listening. We're so sorry. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I think I always, I don't, I, I just realized, I don't know what, I thought it was Peyton's place. Like it was like Peyton's cool place that you hang out and it's just Peyton place. I don't, does that, cha- that changes like the destiny of the show. I don't know what the show's about now. So it was a cool place. People, because cool you thought, was into. Peyton a person? Was it a boy? Was it a girl? Yeah, I thought it was like, in my head, like Peyton was a, was a, almost like Nat from Now 210. And he had just like a cool, you know, soda pop oh, restaurant. Like a diner. Like Max's place, like in Say by the Bell. I just thought it was Peyton's place. What is, do you know what Peyton's place is? Do you have any idea no, and what the show is about? I, it's Peyton Place. That feels like a subdivision. I don't know. Cause I, but my mother would always talk about Peyton Place. Like, there are no good Dallas wishes it could be Peyton Place. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. What's Dallas other yeah, than so the city? You know, this is, it's, uh, it's kind of like the voice now where I don't, I know it exists, but I don't know. But I don't know why. Sometimes they turn around and sometimes they don't. And then sometimes they turn around. Does the first person to turn around on the voice get the person that they turned around on? Whoa, right? it's like, there. it's based on a book and it's after World War II. This is not what I thought. This is not what I thought at all. Because for some reason, also, 
Uh, no, well, well, yeah, the, the voice, voice is, too. is based on a book, and it is after World War II. I mean, II, you could argue everything's based on World War II, <laughs> you know, like we exist because of that. The but, podcast um, is here because of World War II. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, I I always looked at Ryan O'Neill as like um, a, uh, I don't know, Walmart brand Robert Redford, you know? He's oh, not quite yeah. as hot as Robert Redford, but he's like, he's, he's acceptable. He's doable. I you just know? know that he played Bone's dad in the show Bones. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I know about him. Like, other than, I mean, I've seen Love Story, and apparently I'm supposed to think it's the best movie ever made, but it's fine. It's great. Yeah, I guess Peyton Place is a, is a, is a, is a location. It's like a city. This is, um, my, my podcasting instinct wants to dive deeper on this because I feel like this is great content. Were there other um, famous people other than Ryan O'Neill on Peyton Place? Kind of oh. like, you know, how like neighbors had Margot Robbie and Chris Hemsworth? That's a great question. I don't know any of these people, though. Um, Dorothy Malone, Ed Nelson, Mia Farrow. Mia Farrow was in the Mia building. Mia Farrow, okay. Man, and, and it looks, it takes place like there's a church steeple. So, I mean, this is not what I expected. I thought this was like, not Fast Times in Ridgemont High, but what was the one with the Fonz and he'd snap and the jukebox would do happy stuff? Happy Days. I thought it was like Happy Days, <laughs> but like maybe more R-rated. The you know? Fonz and he would snap? Do you think that's what, they would like that that was my takeaway from that show, was that the Fonz could snap and the <laughs> jukebox snaps. would come on? Yeah. Did he snap? I think he would. I think he'd be, oh. or would he, would he just like shoot him a Gavin air guns to it? Either way. It yeah, was either tremendous. way. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, let's, let's go ahead and talk. Maybe like let's categorize some of these Ryans. Uh, and for the purposes of our conversation, uh, we will be talking about fictional and real uh, uh, Ryans. And you know, when, when I was thinking about this, the Ryan, I thought like best encapsulated what we were about to do here. Cause we're going to talk about overrated Ryans, underrated Ryans, properly rated Ryans. I thought about Ryan Howard from The Office, not from the Phillies, the first baseman, because I feel like his character over the course of The Office starts out underrated, gets a little overrated, and then he comes back to the pack, and he's actually kind of properly rated. See, I, I definitely agree with you that he becomes properly rated, but I say he's overrated from the top because, like, he's in, first of all, but he's Ryan, a temp. Temp can't be a temp can't be overrated from the and top. And he was in the credits for eight seasons with only. Uh, with the actors who played Dwight and Pam and Jim and Michael. Yeah. Why was he, he wasn't even, he wasn't even second tier. I would argue. BJ Novak's just got that riz. That's just what it is. Well, he has a great lawyer who did a great contract. I'll tell you that because that made no sense. And he starts off, he's already, you meet him and he's got an attitude about being (laughs) a temp. He then wore indoor scars unironically. He bragged about drugs. He was like, I know everything about drugs because you're using drugs. Like, that's why. <laughs> he never went to Thailand. Do you remember when he was like, I'm going to go to Thailand? He never yeah. went to Thailand. He dyed his hair blonde and it got worse, which was impressive. And if you're looking at just the men who were on the office and how they aged, I would say he did not age the best. I would wow. say that Steve Carell, Michael aged. I think in the end. Michael was who we all wanted to be with. Yeah, but he but he used performance enhancers with the hair. You know, the hair was the biggest differentiator between. Remember when he made that bu- business where it was called Woof Woof Poof Woof Poof, <laughs> and he gave you a notification on every platform when you got a message. Every platform you were on, you would get a notification about a message on another platform. I see no problems with that. I feel like that would scale really well, really nicely. You know, in these days. Well, and he didn't get Kelly. Which was how it was supposed to end. So that's why I do think it's properly rated. He should not. Mm. He didn't end up with Kelly. Spoiler, and he shouldn't have because yeah. she he was he took advantage of her. Aaron, do you know who we're talking about when we say Ryan on the Office? Yeah. Who? The temp. Right. The but who, fire guy. Who played him? Do you remember who played him? B.J. Novak. I know okay. about B.J. Novak because he might be Mindy Kaling's kid's dad, but. Yeah. 
We wish for that. Yeah, we want that, I think. But Jamie also tells me that Mindy Kaling is not liked by Gen Z anymore. No, they, she is not. She's gone away of Lin-Manuel. They're very Lin- critical. Lin- Gen Z is yeah. very critical of Mindy Kaling. Very yeah. critical. But yeah. I, yeah. I like her. I don't know why they don't like her. I've loved her. Those books. Those books are dope. Her her books were her excellent. Her books are great. Yeah. Yeah. Mindy Kaling on TV. Eh. Mindy Kaling, the writer. Yeah, I'm into it. Right? I kind of like it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, okay, so let's talk overrated Ryans. Uh, Jamie, do you have any overrated Ryans? Okay, my first one is, of course, Private Ryan from Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Okay, hear me out. Listen, Vin Diesel and Tom Hanks should not have to die for lame Matt Damon wow. in this movie. Now, Giovanni Ribisi absolutely should have died, 100%. Yeah. But not Vin Diesel when he's just trying to get that little girl and he's trying to get her down from the house. And then he gets shot and it's like he wants the letter and he's like, get this letter and like tell him. Anyway... Look, and if you look at, you think about, like, the what was the purpose of this? It was supposed to be that because Matt Damon's brothers had all died. Right. In, so that they were rescuing him so that his mother would not have to experience the death of all of and And, of course, you know, the general is like, remember, here's this, I have this on my desk. It's from Lincoln, and it was a telegram sent to one. Well, that has been proven that that, that telegram wasn't even accurate. His, she had two sons at home that, like, one of them even uh, avoided the war. Uh, the Civil War, avoided serving, like was a draft dodger. And one of the things too is that when you look at the end, remember when he's in Arlington and he he has his all his whole family, yeah, and, the, and he's weird, you know. Everybody, they just want to go to Cracker Barrel and they're like Grandpa staring at a grave again. Yeah. This is getting real annoying. And when you look at them, you go, "Is this his legacy? Is this what we if we we killed Tom Hanks so yeah. that this man could have blonde children and blonde grandchildren? We got plenty of those." We didn't need all that. We needed more Vin Diesel's and Vin Diesel's offspring. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm living in a in an alternate timeline because I'm living to hear Jamie say we need more Vin Diesel time and we <laughs> yeah. and we needed to save Tom Hanks and over Matt Damon. Is that is that is that the thesis right I now? I stand by that. I think it's because Matt. Listen, I'm still. I'm not. I'm really saving uh, the, t- the teacher, Mr. Miller. That's okay. what I'm really saving because he was so sweet and his wife. And I want to save him. But yeah. I'm not interested in, like, how many people have to die to save this one guy. And I bet by the time, like, he got home, his mother was dead. It didn't even matter. Do you wow. know what I mean? Yeah. She'd been like, well, I, it wouldn't have mattered. And maybe she didn't even like her kids. Maybe she was like, I'm a horrible mother. And I don't even want children. And yeah. I sent him off to war. I encouraged him to go. If that's like, in the Snyder cut where he gets home and he's like, mom, I'm home. And she's dead. I would love. I mean, that oh would be, my gosh. Right? I'm not saying it'd be hilarious, but it kind of would be hilarious. You know, uh, did you get the sense that uh, when, you know, because obviously spoiler, Captain Miller dies at the very end. Right. Yes. Um, right. As like the, the cavalry is coming to save everyone. Did you get the sense that nobody really tried that hard to save Captain Miller? They were just like, oh, no, here's a Band-Aid. Hope it hope it works. They were all just like, I don't know. We're tired. I know. And remember, Mr. Miller, he turns to Matt David and he's like, earn it. And then he dies. That's the sound you make when you're not right. Yeah. And so he died. And again, did he earn it? We have no evidence. Steven Spielberg gave us no evidence of that. Well, that he's he got a family it. behind him waiting to go to Cracker Barrel. A family so doesn't that's... mean you earn. Listen, I don't have I don't have kids and grandkids. Does that mean I haven't been important to society? Probably not. But no matter. Like it just feels like. I need more evidence. What was your job? What'd you do for a living? Did you volunteer? Did you, did you take in rescue pets? What yeah. what kind of other things did you do? What would you have done if he was like, uh, you know, old man's looking at the grave. He's like, I hope I've, I've earned this. 
And uh, then it's like his phone buzzes and he looks down and he's like, Enron headquarters. And he's like, hold on, work's calling. You know, uh, that'd be kind of funny. I actually would have liked that little Easter egg. That would have been nice. That'd be a little good. I, With the American uh, flag flying behind him? Yeah. I the saving, like uh, saving Private Ryan, first of all, it's just an elite title because it tells you exactly what it is. You know, love so it. love that. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, a bad news though because the Jeremy Davies death scene where the... Um, the oh, the, that's the worst one I've about him. It's terrible. It's, oh a, it's a German who almost looks like Sex Club BDSM Freddie Mercury just like slowly kills him. Aaron, I know, like, I don't know how to describe it. That's exactly what it is. And like, it's just, it's really, it's tough on the eyes. It's tough on the heart. It's just really no it's, bueno. It's, a, it's horrible. I love that movie. Like, let me be clear. But I, if you're just thinking about, was he worth it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Probably not. Probably not is the answer to that question, unfortunately. Yeah. So overrated, Ryan. Uh, in that vein, I'm going to go. Um, God, there's so many on the board that I want to go to. I'm going to go. You know, I'm, I'm also going to go fictional Ryan and I'm going to go Jack Ryan. A little overrated uh, yeah. to me. No. Okay. Yes. Um, I think the idea is good. You know, he is uh, his bio, his Tom Clancy bio, uh, which t- look, first of all, let's, let's start with good. It's a strong American name. Okay. Two first names. Oh. You're, you're obviously a patriot. You should play probably quarterback in the SEC. That like that we all know that about you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but his bio is son of a Baltimore police detective and a nurse. He's a former U.S. Marine stock uh, and stockbroker. He becomes a history professor mm, uh, at the U.S. Naval Academy. Joins the CIA uh, and eventually becomes vice president. Then there's a terrorist attack on the United States Capitol and he becomes president. And then he serves two terms. And that's just a lot. That is just a lot to happen. And I don't know that that's the kind of person. I mean. I think the funny thing about it is if he existed in, in our world and all of that had to happen, what's the first thing that's going on on Reddit? There's extensive threads about how there's a conspiracy theory that yeah. this guy has ascended to this point. That's right. We'd be like, how many pizzerias does he own? There's definitely yeah. children in there. Like, what are yeah. we doing? It doesn't there's make a sense. Gate situation. Listen, who of the, of the five actors who have portrayed Jack Ryan, who is the best and who is the worst? Do you have an opinion um, on this? I, I want to, I, I, let me, let me just gauge the environment. You know, sometimes like when, uh, I know you're a big golfer, Jamie, sometimes like when you're in the, yeah. in the fairway yeah. and you're, you're picking up that iron, you want to see which way the wind goes. Cause you want to know how much like sizzle to put on that. Right. Is the so you fairway throw some grass the smooth up. part? Is that it the is. smooth part? That's right. What do you think they call the part that's not smooth? The uh, grassy knoll. <laughs> Aaron, do you have a guess? The rough. The rough. It's the rough. Oh, Very I like intuitive. That. I better. like that. Right. That's very good. I, no, like I knew that. that from Wii Sports. There you go. <laughs> it's good we sports is very uh helpful in that way um it, you throw the grass up in the air and you see which way the wind's going right what grass so, you're pulling the grass out of, of the, the fairway ground yeah yeah you, just, you pull it up there and you just like throw it see which way the wind's blowing i need to know which way is the wind blowing with you right now are you gonna okay. be cooperative on this jack ryan stuff i actually gonna be- am gonna be cooperative because with the heart like if i was just going based on my front bottom shivers i would tell you that the best jack ryan is chris pine but he's actually the worst chris pine. okay he's the worst jack ryan okay i'm like, glad, I'm glad that's we can the worst jack that. ryan movie with Ke- what's Kira knightley doing no absolutely not so that's Come not on, Keira good. knightley get out of here and but- he's too pretty jack ryan can't be that pretty chris pine is too pretty to be he's a jack so ryan type. pretty and he walks around in short shorts now I do have a Google alert for him when he leaves yeah. bookstores. So that's why I know that. I would say the best Jack Ryan is Harrison Ford. Uh, I, the only or problem is, it, is. Or is it Ali Baldwin? Is it Dada? It's not. Okay. I think Chris Ryan's too pretty. Ben Affleck is too patrician. Um, yes. I don't feel like he. I would, know what that means. So yeah. He doesn't. He's not a Marine. I don't, I don't see him as getting oh, yeah. through. Okay. Like the, the Marine boot camp. Alec Baldwin's too smug, right? 
Uh, he looks too West Coast or uh, East Coast elite. We don't trust him. Um, uh, uh, stuff like that. I think, unfortunately for you, because I know you're not going to like this. No, John. it's John Krasinski. Oh no, he's he's uh, he looks American. He's very like Americana, all all American, blue blooded kind of dude. Um, he's not that handsome that it's distracting, you know, but handsome enough to be kind of cool. No, that's and I think fair. Harrison Ford, he has to pick a lane. He has to either be Indiana Jones or he's diplomatic um, Indiana Jones in the Jack Ryan. And I, I think he's more Indiana Jones than he is Jack Ryan. You know, I think I'm I'm uh, swayed by The Hunt for Red October. I really love a submarine. I love yeah. a submarine. The whole claustrophobic and na- and drowning nature of it all. I love yeah. that. But I also, John Krasinski, in 13 hours, he convinced me that he could do anything. And so exactly. yeah, you're probably right. You're probably yeah. right. The, but the Harrison Ford, when he's, uh, I don't I don't know if he's Jack Ryan at this point. I think he is. I think it's clear in present danger. Yeah. He's on, it, the plane backs open yeah. and the terrorist guy, he's like, get off my plane. Wait, I thought plane. that was Air Force One. Is that Dang, is- you're right. Because he's president in that. Oh yeah. Because it's like literally his plane. I want to look up what his name is and what if it's Ryan? Wouldn't that be hilarious? President Ryan? The, <laughs> president, not Jack Ryan, but just like Ryan Ryan, you know, double Ryan. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> I think that would be fun. I want, I want it to be Brian Ryan. Don't ruin it by making it not Brian Ryan. If you're listening and you're a Brian Ryan or you know a Brian Ryan or you had a son who you named Brian Ryan, let us know. We would like to uh, uh, know a little bit more about you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcast pod. So the weather's getting warmer and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. 
It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're all so predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They're even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Jamie, another uh, Ryan that you've got. Okay. So my next one is going to be, of course, Ryan Phillippe. So mm. listen. It's I, on my list too. Okay. Ryan Phillippe, listen, he's not a bad guy. Like he he made really pretty children with Reese Witherspoon. I mean, Ava Phillippe is one of the prettiest human beings. And it's like she took all the really like rugged, like hooded eyebrow from her dad and then took that glorious jawline from her her mom but for me ryan Phillippe, he launched so high i know what you did last summer holy moly that's the height of his powers and cruel intentions he just doubled down he got hotter you're like should the siblings make out that's like your early jamie lannister and cersei right but then what happened gosford park uh antitrust mm-hmm. uh flags of our fathers hey hey an antitrust He's smart. I do like antitrust. And we is know that, that because he wears glasses. Is that Tim and Robbins? I love that. Is that Tim Robbins at antitrust? I don't remember, to be honest or is with that you. Hackers? I remember seeing that. Remember Angelina Jolie and Hackers? That's a great film. We all and remember he, that. Um, but and then he just was like, okay, now I'm gonna be MacGruber on yeah. Peacock. Well, <laughs> not MacGruber. I think he was supporting MacGruber. Oh, that's right. right. He's not even yeah. MacGruber. He's just like, hey, I'm MacGruber's friend. Yeah. Ryan. MacGruber's wingman. What's wrong with that? <laughs> like, yikes. What a weird career. And he still, listen, to be fair. Still very hot, but yeah. alas. You know, I um, uh, fun fact about me, uh, two things really quick. I did not remember that he was in I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I've <gasps> seen that recently. I watched that in a hotel <laughs> TV situation, and I forgot he was We're, in that. What? What was going on? It was there? one of those, I think it was, I mean, I think it was like in January or February this year, Ash and I had a weekend getaway, and it was that like, we're, we have like reservations at this time, so oh, we can't yeah. go do anything, so we got to just wait. 
and I watched that like, you know, the last back half and I forgot he was in that. But also, um, I was the only person in America to uh, see McGruber in the theater. I, I went and saw it and loved it. I clapped Listen, at the McGruber end. was a fantastic, is one of the best sketches and he's so great in it. Will That's Ford right. As McGruber. That's right. Um, I, I've also got, I, I think the problem with him is um, he's too fancy. He's got soap opera face, you know, where it's he's like. He's got Peyton Place face. I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. The, the whole church steeple thing is really, Aaron, I don't know if you want to look into what, what Peyton Place is about, but if you'd like to inform us, I wouldn't hate that okay. because I'm just, I'm really kind of uh, reeling a little bit from, okay. from that uh, whole aspect. I think he only, some people are just too pretty and they only can exist in like the soap opera universe where nothing makes sense at right. all. And everyone's like overproduced and over pretty. But like when he shows up in uh I don't know what the name of the show was, but it was like Homeland or Heartland or um, the great Western. He dies in the first episode. Big it was like a couple- Thank you, Big Sky. Whatever yes. he dies in the first episode, it was like, dog, I don't buy you as owning an F one fifty in like you know mudden <laughs> or whatever. It's just not real. He drives a Mazda Miata. What are you talking about? Hundred percent. Did you know he was almost like his career is kind of punctuated by almost. He was almost Captain America. <gasps> he was almost the the studio wanted him to be Brody in Homeland. He was almost in Brokeback Mountain, and I kind of think maybe Army Hammer stole his lunch money a little. Pre-cannibal phase, right? Pre-cannibal phase. He stole his lunch money as like, they both kind of look like boarding school bullies, you know, like boarding school douchebags. And when Army Hammer was really cooking, I feel like Ryan Felipe, uh, he really, man, honestly, I don't like him either because I always want to call him Ryan Felipe. It's just like wired. It's just wired up there. Well, but it's French. Maybe it is Felipe. Maybe I I have it wrong. It makes me want to have fun with it, but it's obviously not the right pronunciation. But I think now that Army Hammer is in his like cannibal slash post cannibal era, um, Ryan's getting to cook a little bit more. So I don't know. Well, listen, I want success for him. I just don't think that being the side piece in MacGruber, if whatever he was, or or if he was the side piece, that would probably be more helpful for him. I mean, uh, do you want to get into an academic discussion? Was Kristen Wiig more the side piece? Was she side piece A? And Ryan Philippe was side piece B, or was Ryan Philippe side piece A? And I, think Philippe was side was, piece B. I think Ryan's A. Her whole part where she'd be like, six seconds, McGruber, that was a really important part in that whole sketch, you know? So she, I don't know. She built the tension. So she really did. She really did. Aaron, do you have do you have a consensus on Peyton Place? Listen, this is very complicated because it's a book, yeah. it is a movie, and it is a TV show. Um, it's also slang. There's, oh. it's a slang. You say p- slang? you're acting like a Peyton's place, or that's very Peyton's place. And See, that is you're putting possessive on it too, yeah, which is my it, fault. And I've done right. that as well. But it Peyton clearly, place. like, there's no, there's no ownership. You're acting like Peyton Place, like a Peyton Place. You're, put, you are Peyton Place. Not what does that mean though? What's a Peyton Place? You've got a lot of secrets, hmm. and you've, you've, you're, you're operating with mystery. And okay. mysteriousness. See, now I'm back in. I don't hate that. Listen, you know? Peyton Place, the movie starred Lana Turner and Russ Tamblin, Amber Tamblin's dad. What? He, she has a dad. I didn't. Well, I didn't know. She Everybody's got a dad, Aaron. Well, I mean, Everybody I has meant, dad. But like a dad in the biz. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like a sure. nepo dad. But you're right. Yeah, Everyone right. does technically have a father. That's true. Listen, does Dolly the sheep have a dad? I mean, her, the scientist who, who put her in the test tube probably. You know? No, it's herself. She is her mom. She's and her, her dad. own mom and dad. Well, if we're talking about cloning, which I am glad we've gotten into this territory, honestly. <laughs> um, uh, Jason, write this time marker down and make sure it stays. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, 
how does Dolly get her own cells into the test tube to get reproduced? So no, she either someone, has a mother or the how father. How it makes a person a father? Is it sperm? I think that's what makes a I, person I do. a father. No, I, I that's not true. That's not true. I'm not saying it makes it a good father. I'm just saying it's but, biologically you're a father to that person. There are Jamie, what you're saying, someone could just that, walk around with sperm and say, I'm a father, and they're not technically a father. No, I know? mean, the sperm had to make a – the sperm is a part of a recipe to make a person. I, we have a weird non sequitur that's related to this. Am I allowed to continue uh, yes. and, and say yes and to your sperm anecdote, which has been helpful uh, because it, it jogged my memory. Um, I remember when I was a senior in my Disciple Now group, there's a lot of dramatic stuff happening. And the most dramatic thing that set this off was um, there was a real life Ryan um, in my peer group and he showed up to Disciple Now and he had uh, hand drawn little little sperms all over his shoes. And the the youth minister and the the co leader youth minister guy were like unacceptable, you inappropriate. Have sperm. You have to go home now. And I was like, okay, I will go home. Wow, so, I'm gonna go home for sperm doodles. Yeah, you can't hand draw sperm on your shoes and show up to disciple now. Not in this America, especially Jamie. especially a church that will later put you in a pit and make you defend your faith to get <laughs> out exactly of it. Exactly. Right. Listen, Peyton Place is wild. You've got. Rodney is startled to find his father in a passionate embrace with his secretary, who is the mother of Rodney's girlfriend. Unhappy marriages, car accidents. What's the church people have to do with it? I think that's just the landmark. I don't like it. We are. This is a very exciting episode for uh, some of our older listeners, I feel like. Well, I'm I'm currently I'm invested in the Jamie, melodrama okay? happening with Jamie and her seat height. <laughs> are you okay? Jamie, do you need an adult? Listen, my chair has been slowly descending <laughs> for 34 minutes and I keep adjusting my mic and I keep trying to get higher. Hang on. Yeah. I mean, let it, okay. you know, let I'm it happen. Trying to be a good, I'm trying to just, be a good participant. Okay. Just angle that mic down and let us see the top of your headphones. It's Listen, all good. Sorry. It's fine. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay. Those are overrated Ryan's. Jamie, do you want to talk about underrated Ryans? Yes, of course. And I think you and I would agree on one of them. Maybe, maybe they're even the best Ryan for you. So I don't want to, maybe we should ask, should ask if it's no, Ryan. no, okay. go, go forth. It's Ryan Coogler. It's director Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Okay. So American filmmaker, um, he has two Academy Award nominations. Listen, he made Michael B. Jordan a part of my Mount Rushmore of hot men you know what i right. mean yeah. like he that's and that's his greatest gift is to me personally how mm. he brought me uh so we've got freefield station which is an iconic film that we both really really love obviously you have creed which launched a fantastic i think for people who haven't watched creed because you're like no that can't be as good as rocky it's it's probably better than three of the rockies like, Rocky was made a billion years ago and like they're air yeah. punches they don't even connect get that's out of right here. that's right and then of course you have uh black panther black panther colon wakanda forever and uh he was named he was included on times 30 under 30 and he was also named runner-up of times person of the year so that's what i'm just saying he's a pretty fantastic ryan and to be fair in america those four hundred thousand ryan's uh, of those, you know, only 10% of them are black. And so I oh, think it's I was nice going to guess 385,000 were white. Yeah, because, th- well, that is accurate. So, yeah. yes. So, you it's nice to have some uh diversity with our Ryans, and I like that Ryan Coogler is one of them. Yeah, you know, to to what you're saying, um I uh my favorite part about Ryan Coogler is uh, especially with all of this, because I, I think I just greenlit a book, uh, MCU, that talks about like the backstory with Marvel and uh, how it works with, uh, with uh, directors and creators. Um, and then we also had this variety report that maybe we'll talk about next week in The More You Know um, about like all the th- crazy stuff happening with Marvel. Um, Ryan Coogler 
maybe the only director to have gone into Marvel and to have their own vibe and viewpoint, have it um, really kind of communicated directly, not really a t- I mean, obviously their notes, um, but not be messed with and allowed to do his entire vision uh, for Black Panther. And you got the good results from it. You got an incredible movie out of it. So uh, for him to be the only director to really come out alive and be better off um, oh, and yeah. be in a better place for it, um, it's tremendous. And I think he's, when you look at his track record of where he's come from, what he's done, um, he's done it the right way of like start small, gets a little progressively bigger, 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 bigger budgets. And he's always doing well with it. I'm really excited to, I saw a uh, wrong answer. Uh, I guess it was one of his next directorial projects where um, it talks about a math teacher in Atlanta is scandalized when he looks to get funding for a school by altering his students' test scores. Do you know who's playing that hot math teacher, Jamie? <gasps> Tina Fey. It's Tina Fey and Michael B. Jordan in a <laughs> double twin role. No, I don't know that I buy Michael B. Jordan as a math teacher, to be honest with you, uh, but I'm, no. I'm going to watch it. No, I'm what, are the, to see it. What, what subject, because we've talked about which doctors, which specialties of doctor are the hottest doctors and that's orthopedic. What teacher, what subject teacher is the hottest? Well, I think you, you're going to have, you have the cliche, like the English teacher yes. is the one who's, who's going to get in trouble. Yeah. You know, but I don't know that that makes them the hottest, you know? Oh, it, well, for me, it, for sure. If they're like, read this banned book, Jamie. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, I'm feeling it. You know, see, I, like I can also see book. you as a shop teacher person, though. Be like, hey, hold this with, piece of wood. With all the screws. I'm going to shake yeah. it. Yeah. Mm, Something like that. Yeah. Like that, too. Oh, Aaron, don't make that face. Tough, Ridiculous. Tough, Be professional. Um, I, I'm going to go underrated Ryan's. I'm going to actually go. Uh, I'm going to go Ryan Lochte. Okay. I'm going to go Ryan Lochte. <laughs> I forgot about him. And this is why. Exactly, Aaron. Exactly. You forgot about him. Okay. Why did you forget about him? Because um, he's not really swimming in the Olympics anymore, which um, it's kind of like, what's he doing? What's he done for me lately? Right. He's just been on reality TV. Um, And that's true. But also, like, I think this is one of the top five most decorated Olympic athletes in the history of all time ever, humanity in America. Which that's kind of cool and that's good. And he's now, so hot. Like he's 10 times hotter than Michael Phelps. And you know, some people are hot in a way that is misleading or misguiding. It's like I'm hot and I'm emotionally available and they're not. Or I'm hot and I'm an idiot, but they're actually smart. Ryan Lochte is a is bro hot. He's yes. a bro. Right. He's he's never made any airs about being different. He's probably not a super smart um, intellectual guy. But that's just how he reads. So there's a clarity of understanding there. Now, did he get into an, uh, a situation in Brazil with a gas station? And maybe there was uh, a drunken situation and he alleged that they got robbed. And when they didn't, they actually kind of vandalized a little bit. Sure, yeah. they did. But he paid his penance. He dealt with his, he lost his sponsors. And now most recently, he showed up on the Traders. And I cannot tell you guys, um, uh, the Traders is kind of like, uh, I don't know, it's like the challenge and the survive, and Survivor uh, it's, it's a whole thing. I've greenlit a, a season of it. Um, but Ryan Lochte is the, if, if you could engineer a real reality TV contestant in a lab, it would be Ryan Lochte. Yeah, He's yeah, tailor made. Yeah. Thank you for his trademark phrase that he did allow the copyright to lapse on, which I was like, what a missed opportunity. Should we get that at the podcast and bring it back? Let's get that now, please. I just think, um, he's, he's got a bad rap, but he's actually 
athletically really gifted and he's perfect on reality TV, which I want to see more of because he gets, he gets so manipulated so quickly in such a beautiful way. It's like, like telling a pig that you're just there to visit it before you butcher it. It was like, <laughs> my guy, what do you think? Such a dumb, hot person. It's my favorite. Cause I remember him in an interview once saying, um, if you're a man at night, you have to be a man in the morning. I love that. I don't, I don't know, know what, what that, that means, means, but I, <laughs> but I like it. I don't know, but it sounds, it sounds like it cares for women. It sounds feminist. I like that. I agree. Yeah. yeah. If you draw sperm on your shoes in the morning, you also have to wear those sperm <laughs> shoes at night. That's I think right. what he means. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of my other uh, underrated Ryans is of course, uh, Ryan Evans from High School Musical. Okay. Oh. Aaron, I know I need your support in this. Yes. For those who don't know, Ryan Evans, he's one of the main characters. He is co-president of the Drama Club with his fraternal twin sister, Sharpay. Now, obviously, fraternal twins, I've gone on the record many times, those are less than twins. They're not as impressive That's right. as identical twins. Obviously, the best twin is conjoined. That's the twin I'm most interested in. Yeah. But it's tough when you are born after Sharp, a, a child that your parents look at and go, this one's Sharpay. And this one's Ryan. Right. Like that's that's a tough gig. Especially he was born eight minutes after Sharpay. What's going on for eight minutes in the birthing room that like a whole three commercial breaks could go by and you still haven't pulled out that other baby? Like, I don't understand why that's happening either. Um, but he co-starred in 17 school productions. Uh, he got a scholarship to Juilliard. Aaron, do you think he, do you think, because you're a high school musical expert, would you say he is underrated, overrated, or properly rated? I would say he's very underrated. What is about what like what do you love about? Well, him? I think Sharpay takes a lot of the spotlight. Um, now there is some weird vibes going on with them. They weirdly would have played romantic interests had they gotten. By um, weird, do you mean incesty? Twins? Do you mean incesty? All fraternal yeah. twins. I feel like all fraternal twins have an. Even if you're listening, if you have a fraternal twin, y'all do have an undercurrent of romantic vibes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, and you know, that now he's in, um, high school musical, the musical, the series, and you know, there's all of this talk about, you know, how he was closeted in high school and oh, is he out and now? He, yes. And so like, you know, he had a, he had a very confusing crush on Zeke while he was in high school, but he was figuring it out. And I think that's really tender. And so he was, you know, there was just a lot of confusion for him maybe in high school. And so he was trying to figure it out. But Sharpay, you know, she she stole the spotlight from him a lot. And he's a very talented performer. I know. If there was no Sharpay, we would all be talking about Ryan. Absolutely. He, no question. Yeah. No question. See, I do think uh, the parents should have – I agree with you, Jamie. There's a, there's a naming disconnect um, because – I think if you're going to go Sharpay, that's dog breed name, mm -hmm. then you need to go Labrador. This is Sharpay and Labrador. <gasps> Sharpay and La Labby? This is Sharpay and Poodle. This is Sharpay and Border Collie. You <gasps> this know? is Sharpay and Bernard. Venezuela. Venezuela. You okay, you dogs? said a. I said Aaron, Venezuela, you, and then I remembered it wasn't the country. It was Venezuela. Okay, I was right? gonna, I was like, Aaron, you said a proper name, and Jamie, you said Venezuela, which is not what I said. Sharpay so, and Golden Doodle. So, <laughs> that, I'd like that. That's good. <laughs> Sharpay and German Shepherd. You know, I would have. It would have been weird. Would've been, would've oh, be good. Sharpay, Sharpay and Shepherd. Shepherd. Those are perfect twin That's names. Good. See, we just nailed that. I am gonna ding him though because he did go back to High School Musical, the musical, the musical, the musical, and that is. It's a little Doesn't bit of that a require a certain level of humility. Doesn't that? No, I think he's made it better. I think I like seeing them show up again. Listen, yeah. we're going to see Zach and Vanessa do it you, very okay. soon. Do Aaron, it like fundamentally, have not sex? do it. Uh, God, no. Aaron, if if Brendan Fraser goes on uh, uh, Dancing with the Stars, bring it. Are on. you like awesome? Are you yes. like oh no? That's no, bad. I am ready. It, it wouldn't matter what he did. She was going to answer that. But it's different. Like it's Dancing with the Stars. He didn't invent Dancing with the Stars. 
did he? No. Who, he who is arguing that who invented Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> no, I just want to like, follow. Because he wasn't on Dancing with the Stars OG. It wasn't like an OG Dancing with the Stars. And no. He's going back because he can't oh, get I understand. any other work. You know? I understand what you're yeah. saying. Okay, that makes sense. I, I would say, okay, so if they did, they did like Encino Man, uh, colon, Electric Boogaloo, um, and he shows back up, are you like, great for no, him? It's not that it's not that Lucas Grabeel hasn't been working. He is a voice on uh, Elena of Avalor. He yeah. is a voice on Family Guy. He is on Freeform Switched at Birth. It's right. not like he hasn't been working. Just a murderer's row of content here, Aaron. <laughs> Love that you hit me with the big stick right now. <laughs> Listen, people people get paid in lots of different ways. Working actors are just as important as George Clooney. Yes. I want everyone to get paid. I'm just That's saying. Right. Something you, called Pinky Malinky. He's all, you, he also does that. When you were like, I was on a decom, and now I'm on a TV series on the Disney+. The most successful Plus. decom. I, I, I agree with you. Well, and to be it's fair, what are the other ones that were on there? What they doing? What's Vanessa Hutchins doing? Well, Zac Efron is discovering water. So that's right. That, yeah. Yes, now, Zac Efron, I would say, is the only one that's really left with like, Vanessa Hutchins was in that movie with, uh, what's Oh, In the Heights. In the Heights. Yeah, and- Jamie, uh, why did you help her? Sorry. You, uh, we don't know where that could have gone. Andrew, <laughs> he, she, he was, she was in that movie with Andrew Garfield. She Which was- Which one? Uh, Which makes me think that Lin-Manuel may be down with Vanessa Hudgens. Like if he, yeah, he likes her. I mean, not I like, mean, like, like likes her. He is very committed it feels to like the a, other Vanessa. It feels like it might be a pity casting. I don't think it's mm. a pity casting. She has been in all three of the Princess Switched movies. Yeah, no for the audio attitude nobody face, rides, attitude face for Marin. <laughs> the Princess Switch movies are amazing, and everyone should be watching them. Yeah, my daughter was bringing that up. She's like, "You seen these Princess Switch movies?" And then I was like, "I know of them," and she goes, "They look terrible." And I was like, <gasps> "Which uh, one, Marlo or Sita?" That was Sita. That was Sita. Okay, no, got she, I think she would like them. Like, at, think... like to make fun of them. Tell her, tell her that your forty-year-old coworker loves them. <laughs> Wow, that hurt. That was, I did. Well, we got to put age into it. Why can't wow. it just be coworker? Wow. <laughs> brutal. I'm brutal. gonna go underrated Ryan's. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Ryan's buffet. I'm gonna go Ryan's oh! buffet. Now <laughs> listen. Underrated. Am I a buffet guy? No, I'm not. But I feel like looking at buffets now, after COVID, we have a certain lens, right? We have a certain like I'm so much better than buffets. That's absurd that yeah. people would find dine with buffets like cattle in a in a, a pigs in a trough. But I think back in the day, they were good stuff. Back in the day, you had the sneeze guard windows. That was yeah. cool. We didn't know about you know airborne uh, maladies. I mean, we did, but like we weren't like, <laughs> as aware of it. <laughs> It was just a simpler time. And sometimes you wanted an economical family style situation where you could get a salad bar, you could get ice cream drizzled with chocolate, and you could get like prime rib that was suspiciously low priced all at the same place. And I just want to respect that. So I did just see that on change.org, there currently is a petition to bring back Old Country Buffet and Ryan's Buffet. Yeah, they all closed down after COVID. That's right. And it has 53 signatures. So 53 million signatures. <laughs> on change.org, it's just implied that it's million. Uh, they don't oh, actually it? do that. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it's weird that it says next goal 100. But okay. Yeah, yeah. 100 million. I don't want to change.org explain you, but uh, that's, I <laughs> right. just, okay, that's just how enough. that works. So Okay. But yeah. An- another underrated, and my last one, my uh, last underrated is, of course, actress Irene Ryan. Now, this may be like, I may be slipping her in through a loophole, but okay. she's tiny. So it's easy. Irene R- Ryan was the actress who played Granny on the Beverly Hillbilly. And why okay. I'm just including her in this is, well, she died before I was even born, but I want to give her credit 
for playing what seemed like a feisty 102-year-old while being the same age as Sandra Bullock is right now. What? Yes. Is that not bonkers? I can't I can't understand how age 60 years like old. She was 60 years old. That's insane. And she did, insane. she didn't read like I'm playing way younger. She read like, "Oh, this is No, yeah, it wasn't like on The Golden Girls where you're like, "Oh, well they actually were yeah. they didn't feel as old." Yeah, they did feel like they were actually in their 50s and we made them old old in our head. That's unbelievable. That's yeah. unbelievable. Um okay, let's go properly rated Ryan's. I'm gonna, I'll start um I I've got obviously I'll, I'll just get this out of the way. I know it was on both okay. of our lists probably okay. Ryan Atwood from the SC, oh, duh. Yes, of course. Obvious no-brainer. He was a troubled teen from Chino who uh, looked 30, acted like he was 40. He's good at brooding, wearing choker necklaces, not smiling. Uh, according to the show, he scored in the 98th percentile on his SATs, which is a normal way to talk about that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and he was really, really good with the ladies. Okay. We're talking oh, Marissa. Yeah. We're talking Teresa. We're talking Lindsay. We're talking Gabrielle. We're talking Taylor Townsend. And we're talking. Uh, it, it is problematic, but it was Chloe, his mom's friend, um, which in retrospect probably would want that episode back. But Ryan Atwood, good but, guy, comes out, turns into an architect, helps out a kid in the final episode. This is the Ryan that had was great promised. taste in music, like was a great dresser. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe. For 2000, 2000 yeah. California? Oh, yeah. see? Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. So Ryan Atwood, properly rated Ryan. Uh, Jamie, who you got? Okay, I'm actually going to do, and this was hard for me, because I, initially I did put him in overrated, and that is Ryan Murphy. Uh, mm. But here's, I, I looked, I really took a deep dive into his IMDb, and I said, you know what, to be fair, there are things about him that are underrated. It, like, if you look at how many TV shows he's created, Nip Tuck, Glee, American Horror Story, American Crime Story, which we greenlit, Pose, uh, 911, 911 colon Lone Star. I'm not saying those are great. I'm just saying he's created a lot of shows. And then most recently, Dahmer, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. When I came back to, is he overrated? I think Netflix, who did in 2018 pay Ryan Murphy $300 million, the largest development deal in history. I think they would look at what he's delivered for them, which includes Halston, Hollywood, the politician, the watcher, and Ratchet. And I think they would go overrated. Overrated. A little bit. And and so, and if you think about movies, like he did the prom, which was I it was fine. And Eat Pray Love, also it was fine. Like it was fine. I just think he is properly rated because I think everybody kind of looks at Ryan Murphy and goes, Oh, he is not a pass. Like he's not a season pass anymore. When I think when we started with uh, O.J. Simpson, American uh -huh. Crime Story, we really were like all in. Now, I'll be curious. The last thing he's making, because his deal is now up at Netflix, and he, the last thing he's making is the second. So uh, Jeffrey Dahmer was Monster, colon, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. And now he's making Monster, colon, the Menendez Brothers. And that. Okay. So that's going to be like American Crime Story kind of like an yes. anthology deal? Mm -hmm. And so I'm very interested to see if that one because it's in the family. I'm interested in the family stuff. So can I ask a stupid question uh, right now? Um, is there a reason we haven't gotten like a, just a deluge of like legitimate Jeffrey Epstein stories? You know? Oh, yeah, of course there is. There's just right there. Reason. I mean, we just got uh, Tommy Lee and, and Pam Anderson, right? So recent history is no problem. Listen, but I feel like why, we got to get a serious one. Why did Ghislaine, Ghislaine, yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell, why she died? And we don't know all the we don't know all the secrets. Why don't we? Can know I be honest with secrets? you? I did not know she died. I was not aware of that information. Shh, is she dead? Okay, no, dead or alive. Ghislaine Maxwell, Aaron. Do you know who we're talking about? And is she dead? Or I alive? know she went to prison, but I thought she died. 
Oh. No, maybe she didn't die. Maybe she's just in prison. Don't, hey, don't doubt yourself. Don't doubt yourself. I'm going to go dead. You're going to go dead. Aaron, any, 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 do you know who this is? What? Oh. Do you want us to explain the Jeffrey Epstein stuff to you really quick? We can do that. Okay, really so there was a plane. I don't know. I don't really okay, know. Okay, wait. I look it up. It she is alive. My bad. She okay. is in prison. Okay. Um, she is 61 years old. But why isn't she talking? Because she was convicted, she was found guilty of child sex trafficking. Jeffrey Epstein was also a convicted sex offender. She is gonna be in jail for 20 years. I just I just feel like Ryan Murphy, like it's right there. I just feel like we're I mean, like, why isn't someone doing that? Why isn't someone well, doing that story? Well, I, I think we have a lot of conspiracy theories that would support why they're not doing it because Hollywood's in on it. I don't know. I okay. Don't know. I'm just like Ryan Murphy, get on, like Monster Colon, the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. That's right. You know, like, let's jump yeah. right in. I, so, so, like, to your point, though, about Ryan Murphy and his deal, as it turns out, when you pay people a lot of money based on past performance right. and you don't incentivize them to future performance, it does affect their output, output in, a, in a not good way. You know, oh, yeah. like the Phoebe Waller bridge deal Amazon gave her off oh. of Fleabag, which Holy is moly. incredible. I don't know that she's, <laughs> she kind of oh. worked on the Donald Glover, Mr. Miss Smith thing. And then he left, I believe. And that's kind of all she did for yeah, that. Yeah, because the, it's like Shonda Rhimes, she got a big deal. And, and listen, she was like, okay, I'm going to, now I, the best part about Shonda Rhimes is she's like, y'all are doing it wrong. You're trying to make it yourself. I delegate. I yep. got my little Shondaites and I make them create shows. And so we did get Bridgerton, which is going to give us eight seasons, you know, which is going to be amazing. I think that's what Netflix expected when they did all these right. deals. She's that's the only right. one that paid off. Yeah. She's the only one that paid off. So yeah. And, and for the record, that's not a criticism of Phoebe Wallbridge. If someone wants to give you a lot of money with no guarantee, like for no guarantees, you take that. That's a good job. It gives you a lot of money after you basically only made eight episodes of television total. Like it's pretty impressive. <laughs> and Jamie would argue only one season. And uh, only one watching. season that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good stuff. That's good yeah. stuff. Uh, I'm gonna go properly rated. Uh, I'm gonna go Lucy Lawless, who actually, oh, okay, is Lucy Ryan. Okay, <gasps> I didn't. Lawless know is not. I don't that's think not that, her god. That's not her Christian name. I couldn't find it for sure, but uh, I don't think that is that's the a one. Good stage name. Good call. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a uh, definitely a stage name. Uh, but she was a Xena Warrior Princess. She's on Big City Greens, Parks and Rec, Top of the Lake, Battlestar Galactica, Flight of the Concords. I love, I think she's worked, she's one of those secretly, she's worked a lot more than we think. And th this was my thought for her. Tell me if you do, agree or disagree. Okay. I feel like she's a less cinematic, lowercase Gina Davis. Okay. She can do action. <gasps> hey, she can do comedy. Comparison. She can do drama. She's attractive. She's smart. She's funny. Um, she can handle a sword. I trust her in any kind of context, just like Gina Davis. I feel like there's been different phases of her career where she can kind of do anything and everything. Uh, and I think Lucy Lawless was like that for the, for the small screen. No, I actually love that a lot because also she's from the top tier country, New Zealand. That's right. With the best accent. I love yep. that. But also like she was so good. I loved Xena Princess where I, Loved it. And I didn't even understand all of the undercurrents of it that I didn't understand. And now that I do, I'm like, oh, this is even better. Like, this yeah, is even better. It was, it, I would argue it's it's the, one of the spinoffs, one of the rare spinoffs that exceeds the original Hercules, oh, colon, the legendary 100%. journeys. Uh, and I read that she was supposed to die after her arc on Hercules. She had three episodes. <gasps> But uh, mm -hmm. she was so awesome. They're like, let's give, let's give this person her whole own series. And I, cru let me tell you, I crushed some Xena Warrior Princess on WGN. Uh, in the afternoons. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, that you did. That was my jam. That was my jam. 
That's so uh, good. Okay, you got any more uh, properly rated? I have rated? one more properly rated, and I'm going to give that to Ryan Tedder. Ryan Tedder, who, why I think he's properly rated is because he's the lead singer of One Republic, which you're like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. Yeah. But here's why. Like, if you look at his history, he went to Oral Roberts University. Mm. Uh, nothing on paper would have said, I mean, he, he was raised partially by missionaries. Like, nothing on paper goes, this is going to be one of the iconic pop songwriters in history. Yeah. No one says that. And, and listen, apologize by One Republic. That's that's a, a joke. That's a, it's a joke good song. song. But when you actually look at who the songs he's written for other people and how much money he's made just by writing songs for other people, just here's a sample, just a quick sample. You've got Halo by Beyonce. You've got Bleeding Love by Leona Lewis. You have Ellie Golding's Burn, I Know Places by Taylor Swift. Here's where he's properly rated. He unfortunately also wrote Welcome to New York, uh, okay. a, a song that Aaron and I do think. Should not have been on the album, 1989. Um, not Over You by Gavin DeGraw. I know everybody thinks about the other song, but this song is also dope. He did Good and Goodbye by uh, Carrie Underwood. And then just like rumor has it, Adele, Turning Tables, what I argue is the best Adele song of all time. And then Battlefield, Jordan Sparks. Whoa. Uh, most Girls, Haley Seinfeld. He just had Neon Lights, Demi, Demi Lovato. Those are all songs he's written. And so I think he gets a lot of prestige in the industry, but I do think the kind of the overrated part is the one republic of it all. And then the underrated part is the songwriting of it all. Um, a couple things. As a reminder, uh, number one, my uh, paternal grandmother uh, prophesied over my life that I was going to go to Oral Roberts and become a famous uh, televangelist. Um, that has not happened yet. You kind of, it's uh, it was close. Maybe she just got some of the details. You technically are an evangelist in some ways on this sure. mic. You yeah. are on a mic. You do speak to tens of thousands of people every week. Did not go to Oral Roberts, so can't confirm on that Went one. Went to like a Church of God school. That's adjacent. It wasn't far off. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, you said partially raised by missionaries. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know Dolly the Sheep. So uh -huh. no, that's where my mind went. The same. That's not the yeah. same. Is this it a clone? Just, and when I read his Wikipedia, it was like he had his parents, and then he was part. It just says partially raised by missionaries. I think that okay. just means he was like in a mission commune. And yeah. so everybody was like in it together, like okay. high-fiving each other. And we like, hey, get off your bike. Yeah. <laughs> You're not my dad. Shut up. And he's like, I'm partially raising you, son. That's get right. off the bike. That's I right. like that. Yeah, That's yeah. good. Um, okay. Uh, let's go. Uh, I'm Really quick. I had some sports Ryans I wanted to throw at you really fast. Ooh. Uh, you have Ryan Leaf. Uh, he's notable. He was a great college quarterback who a lot of people thought should be picked over Peyton Manning in the 1998 draft. Uh, but turned into one of the biggest busts of all time. Uh, and it was kind of cool, sad, Ryan. but then he turned his life around. So he's cool Does now. Does he sell cars now? Uh, no, I think he podcasts. He sells podcast takes. So <laughs> well, okay. I don't know what that says about us. No. Um, uh, Nolan Ryan, uh, <gasps> the flame-throwing Texan, who is not most known for throwing 7 0 headers, uh, but for generations he's known for the guy who absolutely Aaron annihilates beat the Robin heck Ventura. out of Robin Ventura. Listen, it's like Aaron, the greatest beatdown of all time. Doesn't your family, like in your family photos, have a picture of Nolan Ryan like on the wall or something? No. Well, oh yeah, we do actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I do remember seeing we do, that. We do have a picture of my parents meeting Nolan Ryan and uh, we have a, we caught a, a foul ball off of a Nolan Ryan pitch at a Rangers game. I love that the Nolan Ryan portrait is so ingrained. You yeah. know, it's like in some people's kitchen, you got a big old spoon or letters that say eat. 
And it's so like <laughs> monolithically present that you don't even think about it anymore. And that's how Aaron is with Nolan Ryan. He's like, oh, there's Nolan. He's just there. Uh, we always. have a, we ha- on our family calendar, we have the date that he uh, beat the snot out of Robin Ventura on our family calendar. And it's uh, like our family. It's a Who family was calendar. Robin August, Ventura? August 4th, Why was that such a big deal? Yeah. Well, Robin, Robin, Robin Ventura was a third baseman for the White Sox and he was younger. Nolan Ryan was old at this point, older. Oh, okay. um, and uh, there were hostilities between the White Sox and the Rangers. And in baseball, when you get hit, like you kind of, if it's, if it's escalated, you just charge the mound. And it's just like, and it gets sorted out. And Robin Ventura charges him out. And you can tell two steps in, he's like, oh, wait, I don't think I want to do this. But he's already committed. <laughs> and Owen Ryan, please, Indy, put this in the show notes. He proceeds to get him into a headlock. It's amazing. And it just starts what? beating the top of his head. <laughs> it's the best. It is the most clownish beatdown ever. So is, is this is, so is this the same Rangers that just won the World Series? That's right. Yeah. Well, yes, like 30 years ago. But yeah. yes, same team, 100%. Oh, I thought the Rangers were new. Oh. I mean, no. that's why I thought they were new because that's why they're not named after a city. Well, yeah, just the state. I mean, isn't that yeah. Texas? Is that normal? Know? Are there other states that have baseball teams? Like, we're not the Arlington Rangers. We're the Texas Rangers. Get out of here. Oh, you know, that's probably why. Oh, it's probably feelings about Arlington. Uh, Rex Ryan. He's another Ryan. He's uh, he's currently on ESPN NFL Sunday morning, the show, and he has teeth whiter than the robes of Jesus on Judgment Day. <laughs> like they are the whitest Aww. teeth I've ever seen in my life. He was a great defense coordinator mid coach but most importantly he's known for during the season when he coached the jets i think in 2010 he was out for being a foot fetish guy him and his wife were posting foot fetish videos um where were they posting them uh i don't know foot fetish sites was that your way of trying to trap me as a as a foot fetish site only fans early only fans man they would have made a killing Uh, great arches she's got great arches and then lastly ryan day uh he's the ohio state coach who has a beard so dark that he looks like he looks like he either is a guess who character or that that beard like absorbs light and reflection. Um, and it's definitely, definitely not artificially enhanced with coloring, uh, but he has to beat Michigan this year or he's going to get murdered with hot chili in Ohio. Like it, he has to. <laughs> Is that like a rule every year or just this year? That's what I assume people in Ohio do to their coaches that they don't Who's like. that young nerdy coach that- Mike McDaniel. That's the dude, man. That's Listen, my favorite guy in the he's world. He's all over my TikTok and I love him. I'm obsessed with him. He's they played adorable. in Germany. He walked in the press conference. He goes, I know, I know. I'm much bigger than person. Crickets. <laughs> absolute crickets and he didn't miss a beat man he's the best okay he's great i love him this episode is brought to you by pear eyewear i just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday don't you whether it's april 25th known as the perfect date when all you need is a light jacket if you know you know or better yet may the 4th i'll gladly go all in i was trying to think of a fun way to decorate r2 dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars theme collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. 
mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Okay, let's talk best Ryans, and, and we can uh, maybe uh, collectively decide who the reigning Ryan is. Who is uh, who's your first one, Jamie? Okay, so we have two nominations. My first nomination is, of course, Ryan Seacrest. Listen, here's oh, what I love about Ryan Seacrest. He is his net worth is four hundred fifty million dollars. Now that doesn't make you a great Ryan, just because no. you're rich, it doesn't make you great. But I, what I love about him is that he did the work. Okay, this is a guy who accidentally started filling in for somebody in high school at the radio program you know, that he was doing in Atlanta and then ends up going to Georgia, uh, is on the college radio station, drops out at 19, moves to LA with hopes. And look, we're not talking about, he just ended up on American Idol. This is a guy, I just want you to understand like what this guy did. He hosted the first season of a thing called Radical Outdoor Challenge on ESPN. Okay. He hosted three kids game shows, uh, Gladiators 2000, uh, Wild Animal Games, just wild animal games and a thing called click. And then he appeared as a fictional game show host on 90210, our beloved. And then in, in the winter of 2000. And then he was also the host of just the thing called NBC Saturday Night Movie. Okay. Remember when somebody would host, hey, this is a movie we're showing. Yeah. This is exciting. And look, what I love is that he he just kept working. He just kept getting gigs and kept getting gigs. So that in 2004, at the age of 24, he was picked as one of the two hosts eventually solo host of American Idol. And now if you look at his career, he's done American Idol. He's hosted American Top 40. He was on live with Kelly and Ryan. He does on air with Ryan Seacrest. He does Dick Clark's New York New Year's Rockin' Eve. Like he's really been, and now he's he's gonna become next year the host of Wheel of Fortune. He's replacing retiring Pat Sajak. I don't think I I knew that. I don't think I remember that. Yes. And so to me, that $450 million, first of all, is just penance for dating uh, Julianne Huff for a little while mm. while she mm. was off her brother. And then I just think it's really lovely that somebody can just scrape and do the, we've all done the embarrassing jobs, particularly when you're like, I live, he, he always gave me hope because he lived in the South and it was like, oh, he could, he could be bigger than just his town that he was from in the South. Sure. He could go and become something huge. And I, to me, Ryan Seacrest has always been kind of like, when we see him, we're like, oh, Ryan's here. It's not special. It's not like, oh, this is going to be extravagant. You're just like, no, this is going to be steady and stable and he's going to make it worth it. And he's going to do a good job. He's going to have done his research. I just love that about him. You know, I really appreciated uh, that he was like, I knew I needed to, to break up with Julianne when she asked permission to call me Derek. Uh, when we were intimate and I was just like, that's a good red flag. I completely disagree with this take, Jamie. Um, this man had to leave behind his Southerness to succeed because that does not sound like a Southern man. That does not sound like Rick Grimes from the walking dead. You're not allowed to be on, you're not allowed to be on the radio. If you sound like me, you just can't do it. I know Rick and Bubba would beg to differ, but I I understand what you're saying. (laughs) The only pushback I would have is what's his skill. What what is his elite skill? See, I think hosting things is really hard. Like I do that as somebody who's hosted like a fundraiser or emceed like an event for a nonprofit. I think emceeing we emceed an, an event for United Way in uh, the Woodlands 
uh, which is not Houston. They're very clear about that, that that is not Houston. And we did a great job. They said we did a great job. And we worked really hard to do a good job. It was super easy. All you do is throw shade at the Astros and then you ask for money. And we did it. (laughs) But I'm just saying it feels like you have to have a great repartee with whoever you're talking to you you have to be able to be flexible because you don't know what who knows what mariah carey's going to do in this performance on a year's eve you don't know you don't know yeah. are you going to see let her cook. you you got to like be able to roll with it i feel like his his best talent is being like on american idol going this is american idol and Listen, it's really good and it's you know that. yeah million. and you know how good it is and you you can you can replicate it immediately and yeah. we're all there with you. We're all, we can see the blue coming on our screen. We know that's something, that's an iconic thing he's been able to do. I just don't know if it's, he's failed upward. I just don't know what the tools in his toolbox are. Like, I feel like if he opens his toolbox, it'd be like, there's nothing in here. There's just me being isn't, personable but and likable. To be fair, isn't that also impressive? That is impressive. That is something. Thank uh, you. I, uh, we actually mentioned one of mine earlier in the episode, uh, my first nominee, and that is Ryan Coogler for uh, all the so reasons good. we laid yeah. out. Um, because uh, when you think of this generation of directors, um, I don't know that he always gets tossed into you know top five, uh, top ten, but I think he belongs there, and I think he's going to continue to show that he belongs there. Um, so I feel like that that gives him that lets him make the final four, right? But I think for the purposes of what we're talking about, even from the uh, originating question uh, from Daniel Kelly, which was about Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling, this really is a two-person race. So, Jamie, do you want to talk about your next nominee? We do appreciate all the other Ryans that came to compete, Mm -hmm. but this Mm -hmm. is is between our beloveds. Now, now I'm going to present to you, of course, Ryan Thomas Gosling. What Mm. a treasure. 43 years old, triple threat. Triple threat since he was a kid. I've watched those videos of him dancing with his sister's dance troupe many times where he's the only boy that put him in the middle and he kills the game. Listen, he has been nominated for two Academy Awards. Of course, he goes to prominence at age 13 because he goes on the Mickey Mouse Club, which you were like, well, he was a star. No, he wasn't. He wasn't a star on the Mickey Mouse Club. He just did his job because Mm. he couldn't be a star because Christina Aguilera was there and Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. And they were the stars. And he was like, you know what? I'm just committed to the craft. I'm just going to do my work. I'm actually going to let Justin Timberlake's mom be my actual uh, legal guardian for a minute because of uh, Canada, uh, like immigration issues. No matter I love that. And then he's, of course, he's on uh, Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark? But then he breaks through at age 24, again, 24, in the notebook. What? He built that house. He built that house. It's so amazing. He, he, like, do you remember him uh, rowing that boat? With See, all I would kids? argue he broke through in Remember the Titans as the white cornerback who couldn't cover anybody. <laughs> And he was racist, but then he was like, look, I'm getting killed out there. Y'all got to put somebody else in. Listen, that is great. But look, and then he goes on. What I love is he, and I think this was what makes him a competitive Ryan. He didn't just say, look, I'm going to be on nine. I'm going to do 911 and 911 colon Lone Star State. No, he's like, you know what? I'm going to mix this up. I'm going to do big box office. And sometimes that's going to fail, but sometimes it'll be successful. Then I'm also going to do indie movies. Sometimes they'll fail. Sometimes, But I'm going to keep working. I'm just going to keep my head down and I'm going to keep working. Look, I think he's very underrated for By the Numbers. I think that's a fantastic film. He, Lars and the Real Girl, Blue Valentine, every, listen. If you're a lady and you've watched Blue Valentine, then you know. Blue Valentine is like the saddest movie I've ever seen in my life. It's so sad, but there is a place beyond the pines. 
You want to like really destroy your emotions, Listen. double feature that and just hate yourself. But that lends itself to becoming the reigning Ryan because that's where he meets his beautiful Ava Mendez. Ava Mendez, his stunning wife. Well, they're not even married, but they call each other husband and wife. 12 years they've been together. They have beautiful baby girls named Esmeralda and Amada. Those are fantastic names, okay? And she's very supportive of him in his career. And then, obviously, he has broken out. We both love the nice guys. Listen, The Ides of March, highly underrated movie with George Clooney. Such a good movie. And then, of course, The Big Short. He does Blade Runner, which he goes toe-to-toe with Harrison Ford. The best thing about Blade Runner was not actually Blade Runner the movie. It was Blade Runner the press tour. And Mm. him and Harrison Ford, just go watch some clips. First Man, look. I believed. I believed that he was the first man on the moon. And then God, he's really good in first man. You're right. People so don't talk good. about that movie because it got political and weird because they didn't I show know. the American flag on the moon, which it's implied he's American. Like, Why not to put God, a flag calm here? Calm down. Calm down. And then I think the summer it submitted it. I, I think he cemented that he is the reigning Ryan with his portrayal of uh, Ken in the Barbie movie. And when I was looking, because I was like, and we've already talked about Fall Guy that comes out in March. I'm so excited because that trailer, what he's doing. Uh, it's like oh my, my favorite gosh. version of Ryan Gosling. Yeah. But I thought what was interesting is when you look at his upcoming projects, Um, hello, the next movie after The Fall Guy is Project Hail Mary, a green light book that is fantastic. He's playing Ryland Grace. That's a perfect casting if you've read that book. And then he's in, he's in pre-production for a movie called Wolfman where he is going to become a hairy werewolf. I'm, yep. I'm into that. I don't know what that means. And then my favorite thing that I didn't even know I wanted, which is an untitled Margot Robbie Ocean's Eleven prequel. Yeah, the, I don't know the way the way that shows up on IMDb, you can tell Margot Robbie said that in an interview for Barbie, and yeah. it just got greenlit. Like no yeah. one's attached. There's no timetable. There's no 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 uh, spine to that. But it's just happening. Can you imagine having that kind of power where you're just casually like, you know what? I'd like to make a prequel to Greece, and they're like, we're doing it. We yeah. funded it completely. You tell make us it when. happen. We're yeah. all, we're all waiting for you. I um I love Ryan Gosling. I think the the project Hail Mary you were talking about. Um, the directors attached, Phil Lord, Chris Miller, the writers, yes. Drew Goddard, Andy Weir. Thank you. Um, I don't know how much b- more bulletproof, uh, an idea in our project could be. Um, I, I was trying to, I was sitting here while you're talking, trying to think like, what is your favorite Ryan Gosling? Like what is, what role, what performance captures like the quintessence of what you like about him? And you can't say Barbie. What would you choose? Well, and I even forgot La La Land. Hello. Well, La La right. Land. Yeah. Right. Um, for me, I listen. I, I think, think I think it's crazy, stupid love. Honestly. It's crazy, stupid love. Yeah, because he gets to do no, all the is. things. He gets to be like hot Ryan Gosling. He gets yeah. to be a vulnerable. He gets to be funny. It's the whole range of the experience. And you know what's so great about him is he's also hot Ryan Gosling because it's really his face. It's not his body. They're having to contour the S word out of that body to present some sort of abs. It's yeah. like his body can't make abs. That's also in Barbie. Like you're just like, wow, that self tan has been painted on specifically yeah. to try to create the illusion of abs. And I think that's also why I like him because when he's in interviews, when he talks to anybody, he feels so at ease. And I know that like sometimes that's unfair to say, well, there are artists who are great artists that aren't always at ease in an interview or a press run. You know, Ben Math like recently did an interview. He's like, if I could never do marketing for a film again, that would be my dream come true. I just want to do the work. I think for Ryan Gosling, I think that's what makes him a reigning Ryan. I think that's why these two are in the final too, because they share a lot of that in common in terms of just 
a charisma that is non-threatening. I think most yeah. of us could run into Ryan Gosling at the airport and we would not just be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like we wouldn't feel like that. We'd just be like, oh my God, he seems so nice to that Hudson News clerk. Like, he seems so lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, th- I think in a lot of ways, if you're making the case for Ryan Reynolds, um, the other finalist, you're saying um, it's it's less of a career long spanning like excellence it's more there are a lot of shots there are a lot of uh, attempts that didn't pan out but once it did he really grabbed a hold of something because you could argue um middling action career a funny guy who didn't know how to become an action star even though he looked like an action star so it's one of those um character actor vibes leading actor looks um he starts on uh uh, two guys who grow on pizza place such an underrated show wonderful wonderful wonderfully uh well-made and then he kind of loses his way uh, uh, for a while. Um, he's uh, married to and divorces Carl Johansson, married to Blake Lively. Uh, once he locks in on Deadpool, it feels like that's where everything really unlocks for him. Um, and he becomes, um, it, it was almost like there was an empowerment. Um, there's a mogul status that's unlocked, both with what he does with mobile, what he does with his gin company, um, what he does really with Welcome to Wrexham with Rob McElhaney, where it's this professional thing that they turned into content, which is genius. Um, his ability to, I don't know, kind of short sell the superhero um, uh, momentum and make it more uh, cynical and funny versus the self-serious and just fan servicey was really prescient. And I, now I think it's paying dividends. Um, and I think, you know, when you look for both, when I was trying to think like, who do I think is Rainy Ryan? I was trying to think what's coming, right? Not just right. kind of like what we were talking about with Ryan Memphrey, not past performance, but like current and future performances. Um, Ryan Reynolds obviously has Deadpool three, which I think a lot of expectations for that. Hugh Jackman's going to join him finally. Um, Red Notice two, which I know all of us are waiting to see. Everybody's excited. I don't know that Gal Gadot knows or Gal Gadot knows that Red Notice two is coming, but it's coming. It's on IMDb, Listen, so I guess they it's happening. probably filmed her in it, and she still is like, "Wait, did I do it already? No. Oh, I did. Okay, like, yep. oh yay. We add this stuff. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, he's got a, uh, a movie called Boy Band coming up uh, that he's co-starring in with Will Ferrell. I don't know that that's the best move. You know, it feels like those are two live wires. Because, you need a straight person. But we unexpectedly liked, what was the holiday? Mi- Spirited? Spirited? It was pretty good. It was yeah, pretty it was good. pretty good. Yeah. So He's also got Animal Friends coming, and I'm just going to listen to this murders row, okay? You've got Ryan Reynolds. You've got okay. Aubrey Plaza. You've got Momoa. You've got Addison Ray, You've got Double V, Vince Vaughn <laughs> in the building. Listen, you calling that a murderer's row? You got to sneak like, Addison Ray in between Momoa and Vince Vaughn. You could have posted American Idol just now. That was the most convincing. That's Thank the you. most convincing play. Thank you for that. America voted, <laughs> and Addison Ray is exciting. <laughs> I, I just, um, I think in terms of tra- it's, it's really a conversation about like overtness versus subtlety. You know, yeah. because Ryan Reynolds is, and it's not even in a bad way. It's not like a like a, um, he's in the paparazzi. He's in like the the Us Weeklies. It's really just about front facing versus uh, I show up and I do a great job with Ryan Gosling. You know, it's I think Ryan Gosling is more calibrated and nuanced. Ryan Reynolds is more I don't want to say loud and obvious because that sounds kind of pejorative, but I, but I think it's more marketing. It's more bursts of content versus really subtle uh, uh, situations and performances that Ryan Gosling gives. Yeah. Yes, and I will say the thing I love about Ryan Reynolds that makes him really unique and all the Ryan and uh, all the Ryans, but particularly when it comes to Ryan Gosling, is that he is definitely a part of the ongoing conversation. Because, like yes. you said, Ryan Gosling shows up and then he kind of disappears. But what I love about Ryan Reynolds is he's like, I, I can make, I can make alcohol. Like, sure, yeah. And this will partner well with my wife's 
alcohol company, you know, her yeah. mixers company. And then I also like that he's not, because some people would be like, I would die if I did a mint ad, like I, mobile mint, like I would yeah. die. And I like that he's like, no, this is fun. And like, who cares? Like, this is fun. Or I want to own a football team with my buddy. Rob, yeah. let's do it. And I also love that um, I follow a uh, blind item, my favorite blind item person, Kyle Marisa Roth. And she one time did a blind item that she, she suspected was Ryan Reynolds. And it was about him cheating on Blake Lively. And she was like, that's who I'm, I think that, th- that this blind item may be about, but I don't know if it's accurate. And Ryan Reynolds commented on her TikTok. And he was like, interesting, you know? And I just like that he didn't come in like arms of like, like he did the thing that you're supposed to do yeah. when people diffuse, are talking about you on the diffuse. internet. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, okay. So if we're having to pick between Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling, I know where my gut is. What is, what is your, what is your choice? Listen, from an artistic standpoint, which is not always my commanding thing, because I do like that little video game movie. Loved that. What was that? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the, uh, it's not Fall Guy. It's hold Saint, on. We, we can find uh, this. It's Aaron. What was the video game that? S- no, look it up. Just tell me what easy it is. Guy. Uh, free guy. Free guy. Free guy. Free guy. Free guy. Aaron, wow. before I make my decision and announce it, if you had to choose between Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds, who would you choose? For what purpose? You only get one for the rest of your life, and the other's performances are muted and vacant yeah. from your sight. You cannot watch them again. Gosling. Listen. That's and I, my into. guess is, yeah, my guess is she's only seen four of their movies collectively. Um, well, the thing about maybe, see, maybe, maybe five more. I definitely think she's seen more Ryan, Ryan Gosling than Ryan Reynolds. I think so. La La yeah. Land. Um, I, yes. I, I just think Ryan Gosling, you know, in, the in, in yes. the NBA, they talk about guys like, like that guy's a bucket and it means like no matter what happens, they can score easy. Oh. And I just think Ryan Gosling's like a, like a, like a movie bucket. He just, it's a good movie. If he's in it, it's a good movie. And Ryan Reynolds, you don't always know that. For and sure. his stock is really high right now. Like if we had come across this conversation with Ryan Gosling, say uh, in the, in the, the middle years, like the uh, half Nelson years. Although it's I did a like great movie. Nelson. It's a it great is a great movie. movie. Like, well, maybe you're right. Listen, they're all good. I mean, the big short, the nice guys, even gangster squad. I don't hate them. Um, I had some March crazy, stupid love drive. It's just and, always good. And I do love that he and Emma stone are these kind of Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant of it all. I really like that for them. I want them to be in more movies like for, for the rest of their lives. I want them to be in movies together, but I, and I like that it doesn't have to be like, Oh no, this was sexual in real life. Like, no, it's yeah. just like, no, we have great chemistry and we make good movies together and we're both good actors. Like, I hadn't that. connected the free guy versus the fall guy, but I do think there's a subtext of competition, but they're very different. Oh, yeah. But they I do think they are yeah. they're competitive in in the Ryan ness of it all. So so you so is this a, a Ryan Gosling? Ryan? Yes, Ryan Gosling. It's the, it's the, after the, the summer of Barbie. Of course, it has to be Ryan Gosling. Of course, you know, but it was Danielle, closer than I think people think. I do too, and I, Danielle, I hope that's helpful. And yeah. uh, the reigning Ryan, of course, is Ryan Gosling. I'll be curious what if you're listening, and listen if you were like, how dare you not put Ryan Lochte in the in the final five? Yeah, the final four. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean Ryan Fitzpatrick almost made my final four, but you know, just it's just splits of hair at that point, you know. Um, okay, well that's going to be our conversation on the Rain Rhymes. Uh, a few thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions. Please let us know. Nashjamie.com slash five twenty nine. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? My red light's very short this week. Um, Katy Perry, who finished up her residency 
in Las Vegas, which, by the way, I'd forgotten that she was doing a residency. I did too. In Las Vegas, mainly because I've been so focused on Adele's residency, which I don't know if you saw this weekend, that uh, the Kardashians were front row, Kylie, Kendall, Kim, and she, I don't know if you know, Adele wanders through the aisles. And literally, she had a viral moment two weeks ago because the OBGYN that delivered her baby was like eight rows up back in the middle. And she lost her mind. She started crying. And she's like, he delivered my baby. It was like 10. It's It was precious. She is singing as she walks by the three of them. And she doesn't even look in their direction. Wow. And it, it was a big deal. But Katy Perry finished her residency in Las Vegas. And so for her final show, her daughter came dressed as Minnie Mouse, which was precious. And that's actually the first public appearance we've ever seen her daughter, who is three years old, her daughter with Orlando Bloom. And in the there was a video captured that was shared online where Katy Perry says, Daisy, her daughter's name is Daisy. Daisy, I love you so much. You're my best friend. I'm so glad you're here. And that is my red light because that's a lot of pressure on a pandemic baby to carry the emotional and spiritual needs of a 39-year-old ex-evangelical pop star married to the, what I would argue is the sixth most famous cast member of Lord of the Rings. Mm. I just think that's a lot of pressure on a pandy baby. So I would I would have more. I, I guess my red light is um, they named the daughter Daisy. Right. But she showed up as Minnie Mouse, not Daisy Duck. So, but What's she's going on really, there? she's Daisy the flower, not mm. the duck. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's it's a, tough. Okay. It's a fine What's, line, I guess. I know. What's your red light? My red light is um, everyone in my life. Um, <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. So we should all, listen closely. Go ahead. All of you, all of you here on this call, Fair. definitely all of my friends, all of my family, everyone who says that they care about me and, and want the best for me. And yet no one, none of you, no one listening, forwarded me the clip of Michelle Williams imitating Justin Timberlake God. meeting Genuine for the first time <laughs> so that I will now play here for the purposes of our conversation. Jay got all excited and said so loud, oh yeah, foshes, foshes, Genuine, what's up, homie? Everyone pretends that they care about me and that they love me and they want the best for me. But no one, no one even, no one even brought it up. No one said, hey, did you hear that? Did you hear the foshes, foshes? Just really burn. I'd be like, no, I didn't. What are, what are you talking about? And they'd be like, here, see this link and have a good time. I had to find that on my own, like like the Lewis and Clark of of interesting content on the internet. So red light to everybody uh, for you not know, showing. I me that. questioned Michelle Williams doing the audio book because I was really sad that it wasn't Brittany. But now, because listen, there is somebody every day. I'm not kidding. Every day on TikTok doing a live of them just pressing play of the audiobook and you can just listen to the audiobook, which I do think is illegal. But no it matter, is. it is yeah. very fun to hear Michelle Williams talking about Mariah Carey. Like, yeah. Fun. yeah. The step into my light. Her doing like step into my light, step into my light. I was just like, I'm captivated by this. But I yes. just, you know, going into Our this, I was apologies. like. apologies. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I want a, a notes app apology from all of you, everyone in my life. <laughs> but like, I always thought she was going to do like the Justin was whatever, like verbally abusive or something. And that's how we know he was bad. This is much more effective. This is carpet bombing. This is doing stuff like this, where it's like when when he sees someone or he says like yes to something, it sounds like, oh, yeah, for <laughs> shiz, for shiz. <laughs> You can't come back from that. <laughs> devastating. It's a devastating personal attack. It so is that's tough. my red line. Yes, that's What's your green light this week? Okay, I have two. So my first one is a book. It's called The Road of Bones by Demi Winters. Listen, I learned about this book from Reb Maisel on TikTok. If you don't know, Reb Maisel is the lawyer 
that she got big because she reads court transcripts that are bonkers. And then she's an actual lawyer. But she recommended this book. And she said, this is the best book I've read all year. And she really sold me on it. And so I went and got it. Um, It's on Kindle Unlimited, by the way. We'll include a link. You can get like a whole, it depends on you. It's funny. They like, it depends on who you are. Like they might give you a month free. They might give you two months free. I don't know how they gauge that when you click the link, but we'll include the show notes. And you can get a free uh, month or two. But you can read it on Kindle Unlimited. It's a Viking fantasy romance. Uh, all in. 100%. It's, it focuses on Scylla. Scylla, uh, her dad has been murdered. He whispers something in her ear. And then she's like, I'm on the run. And she goes on the run on this thousand mile stretch called the Road of Bones. Of course, it's called that because a lot of people die on that road. Okay. And it's haunted by war bands and weird creatures and there's a murderer and there's an evil queen and she's trying to get to this place that has a shield house where she can be protected because people are looking for her and she's not actually sure why why they're looking for her and y'all listen she needs help navigating this treacherous path Enter sexy Vikings. And I'm telling you, these are the sexiest Vikings. Hijinks ensue. The world building in this book is top notch because the romance is not the priority. The world is the priority. And actually the found family of it all. If you love that trope, which I love found family as a trope, uh, that's in this. It has multi POV. Normally, I am a one narrator only, but this was done so well. The She does not prioritize, the author does not prioritize the world building at a loss for character development, we get a nice uh, dose of both. And then the ending is chef's kiss. You would do, uh, it's a twist and turns. It's so good. P.S. If you go, I, I realized as I was uh, making some notes for this, if you go to DemiWinners.com, you can get the first two chapters uh, just by signing up your email and you can decide if it's for you. Also, she commissioned portraits of her characters for the love of God. Every author that is writing fantasy books commission because otherwise, what a great we're all idea. Listen, a brilliant idea. And when she did that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what they look like. I love it. And then you don't have to get too in your head about like, I don't know. And then you don't have to get in fights on the Internet and be like, that's not what they look like. And so it was great. Second, and I don't know who put this in my Instagram feed, but somebody shared a song from Alexandra Streliski, who is, by the way, a Canadian neoclassical composer and pianist. Okay. And normally that wouldn't be my vibe. But let me tell you, she's released three albums. The newest one is called Neo Romance. Listen, if you wish there was an album to pair with your brown noise app and a half of a gummy to lead you into the most restful moments in a chaotic day, chaotic planet, chaotic life, this is it. This album was so good. It is the perfect, right? If you're somebody that really wants music on, but you don't need work, because I can't have music with words like that. I cannot do that. I have to have... uh, you know, music without words. That is instrumentals. Something. Some people call it that. Yeah, that's right. And this oh is- yeah, foshes, foshes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, so yes. So this one is a great one. So I recommend you uh, start listening to this immediately. Um, my green light this week is uh, the book Wellness by Nathan Hill. Um, I, I don't know, this got recommended to me. I did not read the Knicks by Nathan Hill. I've seen it everywhere. It's been recommended oh, yeah, to me yeah, a yeah. million times, but I've just resisted. I just didn't read it. Um, so this is my first experience with Nathan Hill and, and wellness actually is the, uh, it's the story of Jack and Elizabeth who, uh, the human characters meet as college students in the nineties in Chicago. And over the next 20 years, they are forced to grapple with, um, all the normal issues of, of life and marriage and parenting and, and professions. Uh, and, but also like, especially in this book, all the social influences and movements, 
uh, uh, crowding their existences and, and to do it, they're, they're required to face themselves, face each other, face all the things from their past and inform their present. Uh, this is one, one of the reasons I was a little hesitant because uh, anytime someone writes about marriage, I don't want it to end with like, eh, and that's why marriage sucks. Like I want it to be uplifting, you know, and positive. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, I won't like spoil where this goes, but this is, uh, I, I, I like how this embraces um, there's a sadness, there's a uh, intellect, there's a funniness, um, all about marriage, parenting, uh, professions. And I think more than anything, the, the reason like it doesn't really matter how it ends is this is one of those books, one of those stories. Nathan Hill feels like one of those writers who they so um, envelop you in in their mastery of structure and they're so efficient with um, uh, what they're telling you and when they're telling you and why they're telling you so that they no, nothing's on the nose, but a breadcrumb will be dropped and it'll be picked up like a hundred pages later in, in the, the richest way. And they're, like, there's just these little asides throughout the book of like, you know, something as small as, as making lunch for a picky eater. And it's so profound in, in how they, uh, how he goes through that. Or it's something as huge and like historical as the process of manufacturing uh, clothing for the KKK. Um, and neither of these things are central to the story, but they are um, supportive and almost central to like the vibe that the story exists within, which is what makes it important. Uh, it's I was just blown away with the prose, with the style, with the storytelling. Um, it, it's very innovative, but not in a way where you're like, I don't who is talking and what are we doing right now? But it's just like just uh, just off focus a little bit off focus enough to where you're captivated uh, and it fills out the story and the characters so much. I, I cannot recommend it. It's this gotten enough. great reviews and like it's beloved by many people. It's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. Okay, I'm going to have to read it. Um, okay, that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before you go around time, you do any shopping on Amazon. Make sure guardianamazon.com slash shop slash the podcast. First, your purchase are for the link. If every item purchased using that link this week was, Jamie, this is a 28-ounce rotisserie chicken. Let's go. Listen, I love this. Now, the, the, here was the thing. There was both a question I loved and a review I loved. The question was, what is the GAP step for this? And mm. I had to look that up. And it is, it's for animal welfare. It's like how, and it's like, I think it's like six levels. And so this person wanted to know this for like was this chicken like you know cuddled and had yeah. like a weighted blanket or was this horrific you know and the person that answered amanda jumped in thank you so much amanda and jumped in and said i don't know uh but the quality was terrible and oh. so i don't know if that's because the chicken was treated badly or she just didn't like the chicken okay yeah, chicken's too and, soft maybe needs to be right. bullied a little bit that's yeah. right and then thomas left a one-star review and said every time i've ordered this item it's delivered cold and okay. nothing has ever been done to correct it. Yeah. Thomas, you, do you think in the Amazon van that yeah. they're back there with the grill and they're cooking it hot and this is like a DoorDash? He wants that warmer box with the You're orange glow on it. You're chicken. They got to chill it. What are you talking about? This is for your salads. This is not your hot chicken. This is for your, you know, for your chicken salad that you're making. I don't understand why you're so mad. All right, you guys. Uh, don't forget, you can snag our holiday bucket list by going to yourknocktojamie.com slash holiday bucket list. Sign up. We have 20 things for your holiday season, and we would love to have you in our group for Note for the Audio, our newsletter that comes out every week. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on socials at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Oh, yeah. Bullshit, bullshit.